Hello, lovelies. This week's episode is with my mom. And believe it or not, she does not love every single thing I design. She has her picks and her own unique style is very reflected in that I'd like to say limited collection. If you want to see which of my pieces she loves and owns, you can find the link to her favorites in the show notes. As a reminder, here are all of the different ways you can get your hands on one of my designs. Impact Fashion is a line of size-inclusive, modest clothing available in sizes 2 through 24. I personally design and pattern every single piece in the collection so that it is fitted to perfection and every single piece runs the same. That means that once you know your size, that is your size in every single piece in the collection. It is my favorite feature of the line not gonna lie you can shop the collection online at impactfashionnyc.com shipping is totally free in the u.s and the return policy is amazing you have 30 days to make a decision and don't even have to pay return shipping or any sort of annoying dumb restocking fee impact fashion can also be found at the address at american dream mall the address is a curated modest department store and definitely worth a visit if you are not an online shopping type of person the american dream mall is located right next to the meadowlands sports complex in new jersey and to get to the address you're going to want to park in lot c level three make a left when you walk in and you'll see the address on your right I'm always happy to chat, whether that's to answer your sizing questions or just to get to know each other better. Find me on Instagram at impact.fashion.myc or on WhatsApp status at 516-953-9391. You can also email me. It's Rifky, R-I-V-K-Y at impactfashionnyc.com. Enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. I'm Rifki Itzkowitz, and on today's special Mother's Day episode, I sit down to chat with my mom. She talks about our first expos and pop-ups that totally flopped and why, what it's like to have a business inside my parents' house and how we make it work, her top neuroses, and what it was like seeing me open at the address. I'm very open about the fact that Impact Fashion is run out of my parents' house, and I'm very happy for it to be that way. Sometimes when this comes up, people are a bit surprised. My parents and I have discussed this extensively, and for this year's Mother's Day episode, my mom and I decided to bring that discussion a little more into the open. Hi, Mommy. How are you? Hello. I am good. How are you? <laughs> I am very good. You know it's just a conversation, right? Yeah, I know. I know. It takes me a minute to get used to this every year. Any, anyone who has listened to this before will know that uh, we do this every year on Mother's Day, where um, basically I just uh, coerce my mom to come and, and chat with me, which is In the beginning, fun. you coerced. Now True. it is fun. Now it, is, it takes me time to get used to this stuff. Oh, and before I forget, I would like to say to the lovely person that I met last week on Sunday who told me that she's looking forward to hear my next podcast episode. That was very sweet. Thank you. Here it is. Where, where, where was that? You didn't tell me about this. I know I didn't tell you about this. <laughs> Wait, you're saving stuff for air? That's adorable. Surprise. Where did, where did, I told you it takes me time to get used to this. Where did you get spotted? Well, we were away for the weekend. We were in Baltimore for the weekend at my oldest daughter, and one of her friends told me that she is looking forward to this podcast. So, here it is. That was very sweet. And... That's adorable. Whoever and... you are, DM me. This is, <laughs> this is so fun. Um... So I think that what what takes you a minute is that, and we were just talking about this before we started recording, um, you have a, a Jekyll and Hyde alter ego, which is which is Rifki's mom. Rifki's mom. T- tell everyone who Rifki's mom is. She's sitting right here, right now. <laughs> so I there's this person who lives on the internet. I am not 
on any social media myself. In other words, I don't have a Facebook account. I don't have an Instagram account. No, I don't follow Rifki. I get her live. Um, I it's don't, better this way, people. <laughs> I don't do any of this stuff. So I don't consider myself on social media at all. There's this person called Rifki's mom, who I've been told is all over social media or certain, not all over. All over has made occasional much. appearances. Has made occasional appearances. That's fine. And, and I'm happy to do so. I did, you needed, you know, I did, you wanted some, you needed my help. So I helped. So yeah. I think, the, I think, but the, it took me time to get used to it. That's true. I mean, it took me time to get used to also this no, whole. It, took, it definitely, do you remember situation. when, I don't know if you remember this, we were walking once to pick out paint colors and you were, you were doing a video and then I was literally right next to you. And I was like, don't you dare get me on that. Don't you dare. I think I waved. I think that was the first time that I ever I did don't, anything. don't, but I believe it. Yeah. I don't remember it specifically. And I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. And then, you know, fast forward a year and a half, I'm in, and I'm at your pop-ups, and I'm waving, and hi, everyone. Right. So it takes me time to get used to all this. I think that the most recent video that we did was um, the mod dress. showing The dress. The di- right. Showing right. the differences in, in sizing. Right. And, and, and we did, it was on personal preference in sizing. Right. And it was on how with certain styles you have a little bit of leeway and you can, you know, choose to size up or down. And I think you had chosen to size down I, in that I dress. Down. Right. Yeah. So so we showed the different options there. Um, and that was very fun to do. And I have to say you're a lot more popular than I am a lot of times when it comes to, oh, to there these you things. Go. See that? <laughs> See that? I always knew I have my people. I have my people. But anyway, so Rifki's mom lives on the internet. Right. Well, and, in a lot of ways, and Rif- I hear a, she's lovely. And she I is. Hear she she is. is. She's very cooperative. You she's, should know. I try. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, yes. I think it also it took it definitely took me a while to get uh, not necessarily to get used to because I am good in front of a camera. That I mean, I've uh, so I've been told I've been performing from a young age. <laughs> so being in front of a camera is not. <laughs> my mom's laughing at me right now. Yes. Um, being like the the in front of a camera part didn't that came relatively naturally to me, but figuring out. Um, how I wanted to present myself and my life and what parts of my life and ultimately deciding um, that none of them was the way that right. that I wanted to go. That also definitely took uh, a little bit of time to get so used to. I have no problem with public speaking. I never have. That's not the issue. It was more in terms of like, why would anyone care what I'm, I just don't, I don't understand really any of this. You know that we've discussed right. You fundamentally this. don't understand the point. I do not understand. I don't really care what you're I don't care what you ate for lunch, and I don't see care that's what... see that I'm cutting you off because that's where you're missing the point. Because yes, there are definitely people who like will just share what they ate for lunch, but like I don't care what you ate for lunch. But like if you have this fabulous, fantastic house, like I, I want to see it. No, it's fun. I it's totally, reality TV, is what it is. I don't care. I have a. I love my house. I really <laughs> enjoy yours. I'm good. I have absolutely no interest in showing you mine. I love my house. It's a terrific house. It's my house. It's my house. So that's what took me time. To get used to like the out there part right. of it, right? Which... And and also there was there was definitely just a um, like a practical aspect to it. So, okay, I'll tell this story. The first time that I did a pop up tour, um, well, I mean we did pop ups and they weren't really pop ups; they were expos. Years ago, when when was it that we did the YTT Expo in Lakewood? I was definitely. I'll tell you exactly when it was. People can Google the date because I don't remember exactly what the date was. Whatever the date of the last episode of Game of Thrones on HBO. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's when we were in Lakewood. Because you want definition of mother's love, everyone? Here it is. Rifki needed my help in Lakewood at the expo. It was the night that Game of Thrones was finishing up. 
and I went with her to Lakewood and I the whole ride home I made sure every time the radio mentioned anything about HBO I turned it off about Game of Thrones I turned it off I came home at 1 a.m. and I stayed up till 3 to watch it because I knew I knew that there was no way that I was not going to hear spoilers you know the next day either at work or on the radio or I mean it was going to be all over the place so I that is exactly when we were in Lakewood and that was on May 19th 2019 if, there you go. If anybody is interested. <laughs> there you so go. we and that was a, like the last in a long string of these types of shows that right. um you know these it's it um they're called like expos it's like a Brooklyn market type style show where you'll have like a ton of vendors and they'll all, and you know everyone will have you know their 3 square feet um and show their wares and things like that. And we had done a bunch of those around that time like 2018 2019 and frankly they were not successful. Um they the, the the, the sales didn't make sense for the amount of money that it cost to be at something like that. And also the time and the effort and the schlepping. It was not... The everything that has to do with it. it. And that one was the last one that we had done for a while because we realized something fundamental, and that was the underwear. Do right. you remember how many times we heard that night, oh, this is so nice, let me take your card, right. let me sign up for your emails, but I'm not wearing the proper underwear to try on nice clothes. And you know what? I, and And every time someone said that to me, I was like, you know what? I get it. If you know, if people treat those types of events as a night out, they don't usually those types of events don't usually have dressy dressy clothes cuz at the time right. also right. you were doing exclusively dressy clothes. Right. The dressy entire, like to wear to wedding clothes. Right. Right. The entire line was it much was a fancier. Much then. fancier line. Right. So people go to these things to, you know, look at the jewelry and maybe a pocketbook and, you know, right. things that you it was very difficult to get someone naked. Yeah. Like, to get someone naked in a dressing Although room. I do remember you did make a sale in Lakewood. You definitely right. made a sale. Somebody, I think, was making a bar mitzvah. Yeah, I do remember that. I, I even remember what she bought. Do you really? Yes. It was, did you make the dress, I forgot what it was called, with the panels. Did you have a version that was pink? Yeah, sure, with the with the pink flowers, the one that Bobby has with the fur. Yes, but it was it was pink. I remember it was yeah. pink tones. Yeah, so there was there was a version of that dress. If you're very OG, this dress was um I had it online for a short time. It was called the Taylor dress. Can I stop for a minute? Yeah. What is OG? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that, and I have no idea what you just said. OG. Is that original? Yes, OG. No, it's the the actual translation. I'm definitely keeping this in the episode. <laughs> the actual translation is original gangster. Okay. If you are an OG of something, it means that you've been around. You've for been a while. around for a while. Yes. See, I a... figured it had something to do with original. Right. But... Yes. Good job. And that's why it took me time to get used to the internet, everyone. <laughs> and that's why that was it's amazing. <laughs> um, yes. If you've been a, if you've been around the block with me for a while, you might. And remember I this guarantee dress. you. There are other people who are listening to this who also do not know what OG was. And whoever you are, please message Rifki and let her know. Thank you. <laughs> and now I will be inundated. Great. Right. Thank you, Molly. Um, but so that dress, there was a version of it that had a, a print panel and then a pink solid panel. Right. And then and the print panel was also like a pink floral. It was a great piece. Pink, I should yeah, bring yeah. that piece back. I think she bought that. Um, I think that that's what, that's what the woman bought. You I, did make one sale. I remember I, that. I, I th wow. And it's so funny because I... Like I probably blocked out that whole night from my mind because it was it was just very exhausting and we had the two the two fitting rooms set up right we had the two fitting rooms set up I remember that we had a lot of we had a ton of racks um, remember I tried to build a balloon arch yes, that was a yes, hot mess yes I was thinking about um, that yeah that was a mess yeah that was a hot mess which I ended up just taking it down um, so yeah so we had done those expos and then and the, and they were not super successful and then fast forward a bunch of years um, and. 
all, and I'm starting to get a lot of requests. Can you do a pop-up? Can you do a pop-up? Can you do a pop-up? And if you're listening to a podcast, you'll have heard this story before. Um, I, I did not want to because, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a lot of work. But aside from that, my experience with it up until that point had been putting in a lot of work and selling maybe one dress. And I just, I, I, and you know, at, the, at a certain point when you get enough requests, you have to just kind of bite the bullet and say, okay, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. so coming up on a year now, actually, before Rosh Hashanah last year, there were so many requests. And there right. was also, and people, you know, had wanted to come here, which we'll talk about how we run here for a minute. But in a minute, the there had been so many requests that it seemed dumb not to try it. But I didn't think anybody was going to come. Right. I legitimately did not think anybody was going to so come. So the first one was in Queens. Right. The first one was, was... And I told her, if you need help... Call me. Call, and, and I she's said... like, no, it'll be fine. No one's going to come. It'll, uh, we'll see what happens within 25 minutes. Before I called you, Yehuda was unloading and he had texted you, go get dressed. Yehuda had given me a heads up, but you didn't know about that. I didn't know so that he I didn't... knew it was coming. Yehuda called and said, yeah, the, the, you, you, you're going to be needed today. And then maybe 10 minutes later, you sent me... All the text said was, help. Right. So what it. had happened... So the, the first pop-up I did at um, at Aisha's Hile here in Queens. By the way, if you ever need any everyday stuff, Aisha's Hile in Kew Garden Hills, fantastic place. He's got great stuff. He also, by the way, has a very nice size range. There were... I, I saw customers who were buying my size 24 who walked out with armfuls of stuff from him. So definitely um, that's worth checking out. And there's also a store um, in the Five Towns, but I've never been there, but I'm sure it's just as good as the one here. And so we were unloading. And as I'm unloading, there's people waiting and I was like, oh, what are you here for? And they're like, we want to try on clothes. And I was like, oh, okay, just give me one second. And, you know, and this was even before the official start time was supposed to be. Um, and the whole thing was really crazy and blew me away. And so Yehuda was helping. Yehuda is my, is my little brother. And he had been helping me unload. And apparently while we were unloading, he had texted you. Yeah, She's going to need up. help, like, get dressed. Um, and then I really needed help. So that ended up happening as a... And it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, we have and we have a great time at pop ups. Yeah, now. it was fun. Um, Again, I, you know, well, you needed help. All of this, the bottom line of all of this is, you needed my help, and I was able to help. If I right. can't, I tell you. Right. But if I can, let's go. Right. And we have a great time at pop ups, and anyone who's been to them knows that it really is just a, a fun, chill time. Um, and one of the the main reason actually why we had done the pop ups was because I was getting a lot of requests for. People who were like, oh, I'll come to Queens, I'll come to your studio, can I try stuff on? Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, my studio is in my parents' house. It is a bedroom in my parents' house. And right. whenever, like whatever you see me storing and everything, all the inventory and everything, the whole business is run out of this one room and several other storage spaces and various spaces throughout the yeah, house. Yeah, like basically my whole freaking house. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, and that was something that we had we had spoken about a while ago, which was... You know, I think that people are somewhat surprised that we function quite well with the business here. Okay. I mean, and, and we still like each other. Isn't that something? I know. We've managed it. Yes, we managed it. But but I've been thinking, I knew that we were going to talk about this. So there's a couple of reasons why. Okay, go. Okay. This is not a business that has open hours where people are coming and going. Right. I don't think that it could work. People come for your custom clients. I'm not saying nobody's ever walked through this door. Absolutely, people have come, but it's been an appointment. It's been a time. It's not an, it's not like a door. It's not a, it's not a storefront. Right. Where people are coming and going. You were talking about the pop-ups. I remember having a conversation 
in the very, very beginning where you were like, can I do something here in the house? That Remember? was a very short conversation. We yeah. were going to have, I did think about it. We were. Go, I think right. you were going to bring in other people. Other there, was, there was a short amount of time where I was thinking. To the, bring the, in another company, right, I think to, it was. To maybe get like two or three other companies together. I was thinking the way that your house is laid out on the first floor, I was kind of thinking that like someone could take the living room, someone could take the dining room, someone could take the kitchen. Right. And this way it would be. Because, you know, the, the concern is always that you're not going to draw enough people. So if you have three three businesses, then right. everybody can kind of help with each other's traffic. And I traffic. did think about it. But yeah, we, we spoke about it for a little bit. I said no, because I was not comfortable with the idea of, because I knew that this was going to be streamed, you were going to be taking pictures and right. whatever. And I was like, no, I don't, that's too much for me. So, right. A so little that, bit too public facing. So that never happened. Right. But I do remember having the conversation. But this is... Um, you're just doing your work. And also, I think it's important to say, this was never a bedroom. Right. Nobody ever actually slept here. Nobody. It's not like I dis. I did not dismantle a bedroom. Right. So that you could do this. I kind of slowly encroached on a space that was already this kind was of a, multi-purpose. I have a six-bedroom home. I feel like we've talked about this in another podcast, but whatever. We could repeat. Um, and it just worked out that there was an extra bedroom I, it's kind of like the room of requirement. You know, everyone did their science fair projects here. Right. And the computers were here. Remember when we had those really garbage computers? Yeah, Rookie and Charney each had So they one each of those, had yeah. a computer and the extra furniture was here. It was never a bedroom. Right. So because of that. So when you were single and you were starting the business and you well, needed it, space. It was way before that. When I started sewing. Right. And the machine needed to be set up somewhere. It, it was, was set up in this room. It was here. Um, and if you've been around for a very, very long time, you'll remember we, I actually still call this room the yellow room. Guess what color the walls were. And that was because, you know, and when I first, first started, it was still like, even once I had already started the business, the room still looked like that. Um, and then uh, together with you, I like repainted and I pulled up the carpet because that carpet was like one big it was pin cushion. Disgusting. Oh, it was bad. It was also all the pins were stuck oh, in it. It was, it was a minefield. Awful. It was an awful carpet. It was an awful buy. It never wore well. There were there were it was never there were bald spots. Well, yeah, I thought that half was of the thing was bald. No, that was. I thought not that was because like we destroyed it. No, no, no. It was just that there was a terrible buy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, well, then you... I don't. I feel less bad about it. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 the room looks way nicer now. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that, I don't even remember when, but the, it must have been also like around 2018 or so, because I was definitely married, whatever, it doesn't matter, but either way. definitely married, I was definitely working in the city, because that's when I came home and saw you throwing out the carpet. Right, we threw the carpet out the window of a second floor, of a second story. I was walking house. home from work, it was about 6.15, and I see carpeting flying out my second floor window. That was a fun day. It was the most efficient way to get it out, and we stand by that decision. Yeah. The yes. We did warn the... And then like, I just yelled does. out, are you kidding me? And then they just died laughing. Yeah, because... we do have it on video also, yeah. by the way. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, somewhere, it was somewhere in that range. So when I started sewing, like as a kid... You just went in. I just, I set up my machine here. And then when I started seeing clients doing alteration, that was, that was really the only time when we had somewhat open-ish, meaning it was never like you could come anytime between like 10 and 2, but that was when we, that was I think the most open the house has ever been. But that was also pretty much all local people because I was starting out with like your friends. Right. So. Yeah, that was not. It was, it wasn't really strangers. I never found it intrusive. It was just, they came and they went upstairs and you did whatever you needed to do and then they left or, you know, you said hi or. Whatever it was. But this is not a nine to five, the door is open, come whenever you want, set up. Right. that's not what you And I've here. kept it that way because that's what works. Meaning I have had 
like this is why this is why we did the pop-ups and while we'll continue why we will continue to do them before Yantif, you know, before Rosh Hashanah, before Pesach, because the the request has been there. You know, I'll have people and you know, for my custom clients, I have people I think the farthest that anyone's ever come for has been like New Square, but the I'll have people who will come from far for custom and there are people who are willing to drive here and who want to, you know, try stuff on in person who, you know, who would like to come. And that's just, that's, and I will always say no to that because that doesn't work for the way that this house runs. Right. And that was also a big part of, of the address. Um, you know, giving people right. the opportunity to try on in person was something that I just couldn't provide right. at this setup. Well, so the address is great for that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's why it's there. And the fact right. that I don't have to be there every day is the only reason why it works. Right. You know, with my life now. Why else do you think that it works well for this to be here? Well, we work with each other. You know, when stuff comes up, when, when, oh, I remember when in the very beginning I told you you can have the room, but I need to have it workable when I need extra bed space. Remember, right. there used to be a high-riser here. Right. In the very, very, very beginning, there was a, there was a high-riser. And I said, I need, when I need access to that bed, you need to provide it to me. Which you told me you would, but then there was just so much stuff on it that at some point that was just ridiculous. You're lucky I never yeah. needed it because yeah. it, it got buried. It, no, I mean, it if got it, buried if we, and then we gave it away. Right. If it had really needed to happen, then I could have then I could have worked it out, but right. we just never. It didn't really ever get to that point. And now we have a situation where there we do use this right. room, but I have I have I have rollaway beds. Right. Right. So we have the the beds that we the um if you know we can either put babies in here in pack and place because right. they're contained, or we can put adults like who, teenagers. Right. Who know not to touch stuff. Who know, right. Um. And who won't get hurt from like sewing machines. From sewing machines and won't go exploring and stuff like right. that. You that, can't put a three-year-old in here. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would be a very bad You idea. can't do that. But if someone's in a playpen or someone's... In, and we have the rollaway beds. Right. So, you know, things came up. And, and also, to be perfectly honest, it works because... I choose not to see that your stuff is all over the house. I would like to clarify. Does, oh, please. I am not done. Oh, please. <laughs> all over the house is a strong state. Every floor of this house. True. Has something of yours that is business related. A fair. Okay. Fair. Every floor. I will give that. However, mm. however, they are contained. Mm. Large containers. No, they are not. <laughs> no, they are not. The closet that has all of your extra fabric is spilling out all over. The door doesn't close. Let's get real. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that closet. The door does not close. That's the true. back room. Do you want that door to close? I could, I could make that door close. That would be very. No that would be lovely if that I'm, door closed. By the time this episode is published, <laughs> that door will close. Um. So it works because I. But also, let's not pretend like my stuff is the only stuff that's no, making a mess in the basement. I didn't say that it is. I didn't say that it is. But you have. I gave you an entire closet. First, it was it was only going to be this bedroom, and then it spilled over into your bedroom, which you did clean which out. Which I cleared out, right? You cleared out. Now that we switched around your whole room, right? And put in the bunk beds and and whatnot. So you right. did clear it out, but there was a significant amount of time when your room was storage, right? Remember all your patterns were in your old dresser. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. And then it became 
the I don't even know what they're called. They're not mannequins. Those things that hang. Oh, they're um they're hangers with boobs basically. Yeah. They're they're you, called um they're called half mannequins I think or something like whatever. that. Whatever. So we've yeah. got at least I really, a dozen of those down in the basement. If anybody wants one of those, by the way, DM me. You can have them if you can get them from Queens. I really just need to get rid of them. Oh, so. for the love of God, somebody want them. <laughs> <laughs> I've given away Thank a handful you. of them already. I just had oh, so many. Have you? Yeah, oh, I've given okay. away like probably like maybe ten of them. And already. then you needed the closet for the fabric, right? And then you needed the back room for your boxes. Yes, that's I think the biggest nuisance is, is the pile of boxes. Know, so I have decided not to make myself crazy about this. She has her very zen face on, guys. No, really, because I could have told you, I didn't, you know, I could have told you, no, it's enough already. It's enough already. Right. But I'm figuring this is all temporary. Right. It's temporary. I mean, look, you've been here for years. I don't know how many more years it'll be. But at some point, right. you know, you will need a bigger space or you will move or whatever the situation will be, and this will be temporary. And I don't know, the house has always been... It's a house. It's not a museum, and ever you know. So I tried to do what people needed. The translation of "it's a house, not a museum" is that my stuff is not the only stuff that sits in piles around the house. I but want to make yours that is very the clear. Most. Fair enough. Yours Mine is, is the, absolutely the most. Absolutely the most I will give you, but it's not like if all my stuff. By far. <laughs> it's not like if all my stuff went away, it, it would be spotless. It would be significantly less. <laughs> <laughs> but I let it go. Right. I let it go. Because, you know, it's nice to have you around here also. There's still life in the house. That's true, too. You know, you, there's life, there's coming, there's going. You're busy with this, you're busy with that. Um, so I like it that way. I always, I was always, I like to be the house when you guys had friends and whatnot. You right. know, come hang out by me. And when the kids come and they make a mess with the toys. So you clean up the toys. So, uh, oh, there you go. These are your toys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there, I just figured it out. These are your toys. See? And I'm just not looking until you get out. <laughs> I'm just, there you go. There you go. That's, well, that's pretty And it finished. also works because when there is truly a problem, I tell you. When I right. didn't want the pop-up in the house, I, I was like, no, I'm sorry. This isn't right. going to work. And, and I don't even remember. What Have I ever said no to you other boys? I don't even remember. Do you I remember like a there... specific? I'm sure there have been. I'm sure there have been. I just right. can't think of one. Or I, I was like, no, that's not happening. I feel like the things, I can't think of a specific example now, but I feel like the times when it has happened where it was, no, that's not happening, it wasn't really a serious ask because the thing I, like, m like I'll have this crazy idea, been like, oh, I wonder if we, like, maybe if we stored it on the roof or something, <laughs> and it, which is not a serious question to ask, and then the and those things, no, no. no that's not happening. Right. Um... But I can't think of anything specific now at the moment. I think that that ability to to very clearly voice what does and doesn't work for you is something that I think our whole family is actually quite good at. Yeah. Because I think that what people misunderstand a lot is that I get that people don't want to be the one to say no. They don't want to be, um, I guess, obtrusive in that way or just assertive maybe or just like a general pain in the butt like I, I do know that there are plenty of people I think the studies even show women more than men who are less likely to say no to things but 
the way that we kind of operate and the way that we grew up also is that if you don't, if you never tell me what doesn't work for you, two things happen. First of all, how am I supposed to know if you're getting overwhelmed? Because you're not telling me. I'm not a mind reader. But aside from that, that means that I can never ask you for anything. Right. Because if you're not going to tell me no when something doesn't work for you, how am I supposed to know that when you're saying yes, it does work for you, that you really mean that and that I'm not imposing and that I'm not, you know, doing and that I'm not crossing a line because you're always going to say yes no matter what. There's also, there are people who say no because they can't be bothered. Right. So they'll just say no. And there are people who say no because they really can't do it. Right. And you figure out pretty quickly who's who. You know, you've the ones who say no just because they don't want to be bothered and they just want to do their own thing. So they basically, after a while, they just get ignored because nobody asks them anything because they right. know what the answer is going to be. But if you say no because you really can't, and I very much put myself in that category, then it's okay. You know, it's okay. It's like, yes, I will miss the end of Game of Thrones for you. No, I will not have you have a pop-up in the house. Right. It's that. Right. And, and, and that also means that, I mean, through the years now, because ugh, like boundaries are really trendy now, you don't know this, but boundaries are very trendy right now. Meaning what? We have I mean, them or we don't? No, meaning you have them. Like it's a, it's a very big thing now to like. Is that like with self-care? Sort of. It's like a type of self-care where okay. it's like people are like, like if you, if you clearly state your boundaries, then, then, you know, people don't know how to treat you unless you, unless you tell them and, and that kind of thing. But I hate that like it's becoming like a trendy thing now. So now I guess we'll be trendy for a minute. <laughs> but this, like when you, when you have those very clearly established boundaries of like, no, we're not having open hours here. That's the biggest one really. And to be perfectly honest, I'm fine with it. I don't, I, my life doesn't, I can't say that like, I'll be here every Monday from 10 to two or whatever it is. Like, that's right. just not the way that this business runs. I could be in any of a million different places at any given point. Um, but like knowing what each of us needs allows us to kind of operate in a way that everyone is pretty much getting what they And I need. don't need a museum for a house and that's why it works. Right. Seriously. Right. I don't... Right. You don't need a museum for a house, but you do need to know that there's not people coming in and out. Correct. Whenever. So, Correct. So, you know, that's that's a part of it. Um, it also... There's, there's also, like, with the packages and things like that. I do my best to keep those moving oh, as much as I can, but that, that doesn't bother you either. That doesn't bother me at all. Amazon delivers the world today to everyone at every time, so right. that's, that's no big deal. If you are worried about getting packages to your home... That you got a bigger problem. You get a lot of boxes for me. Okay. That's, you know, yeah. with, with all the returns and everything. It's, that doesn't bother me at all. So, like, it, and I think that's also part of why this works is because a lot of times people will ask me why. But when you don't clean it up and you have 20 of your boxes here and I know they're garbage and they're sitting around for an extra week. That drives her crazy. That's not fun. Which is why I started keeping the piles in the studio. Because <laughs> I, I used to put them in the hallway. Um, but now I don't do that anymore yeah, because that was not it fun. drives her crazy. Um, so yeah, but we got them out eventually. Eventually. I mean, there's another pile growing behind <laughs> me as I speak, so that's really not fair to say, but whatever we, if we keep it pretty much if it happens inside this room, yeah, if it's contained, that's true. That, that works in general. And there's fun stuff too. I was just your fit model. Right. Oh, wait till you see this one, guys. You're going to love it. Wait till you... I can't wait to get my hands on mine. I can't yeah, this is, um, this is the wrap dress. I wanted another opinion on the, on the neckline, on the coverage, because that's so important. That's like the whole reason why I'm making this dress. So um, I had my mom try it on, 
which it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, we had a great yeah, time with it. it so I, I think that also p- another part of why this works is because we are like we we do talk about it a lot. We do right. we, we check in. Right, it check in. That's that's the we right word in. for it. And and a couple of months ago, I did consider leaving. And we did, it was probably more than a month, a couple months ago, probably like a little bit over a year ago at this point. That's when I got. That's when you got the cops. That's when I got the rollaway bits. Right. Because that was when, that was when the extra room was needed. Because, you know, just as the family's gotten bigger and more people got together, we just need more beds. And, and, and we were able to figure out a way to make it work. Right. And, and that meant that on my end, I didn't have to scale up the business in a way that would make sense for it to be in a different space. Because with the place that my personal life is at right now. Uh, tis not the season. Right. So right. all of that ended up full. We were able to work out a way where all of that right. fell You in said, place. I want to leave. And I said, why? And you were like, because you need, the, because people are coming. You need the space. You need the this. And I was like, okay, so let's figure something out. Right. And that's where the rollaway beds came, which right. now live in a different bedroom. So is that bedroom, the bedroom where they, you know, I got a, a cover for them. They're closed up and they're covered up and they are sitting in... A different bedroom. So is that bedroom all stunning and gorgeous? No. It's got, you know, the two it, regular beds and it's got the co- right. and it's got those and it is what it is. But when I need them, they're there. Right. And and when and if you do need that bedroom, then we take those cots and even if we're not opening them, right. we roll them into here. And roll them into here. So exactly. So yeah, and, and it's not a big deal for me to like work out my filming schedule around when stuff does or doesn't need to be in this room, especially because most of the time we're talking about something that's just over the weekend. So, yeah, like, we'll roll it in on Friday. Yeah, it and, hasn't been you weeks. You know, by Monday, it's, it's right, not a big deal. Right, it's, it hasn't been weeks at a time. And, I don't know, you work around it. Look, when, when we had babies sleeping in here, you couldn't work. Right. So you didn't. Right. You knew it. Right. It wasn't going to work. It wasn't like you didn't come in here and say, I have to work today. I have to this. I have to that. We need to do this. It was, no. The place is filled with pack and place. How funny would it be if I did that? <laughs> You know, you could try. You could try. <laughs> yeah, this You're was... certainly willing to try. So this was over Pesach. This is so funny that you bring this up as an example, because I will admit this was a little bit annoying. This was... I'll, I'll double check. If you're hearing this story, all the parties involved are okay with you hearing it. Um, so over Pesach, you know how it is. You have, like, all the different families coming and going, and you've got first days and second days, and, and people, you know, just rolling in and out, and they're by the in-laws, and they're here, and, and everything. At one point, there were both mine and my sister's babies were here. Right. And they were supposed to come. I think that they were originally planning to come one day, and then they didn't end up coming until the day after. They were supposed to come Sunday, and they ended up coming Monday. So there was one night right. that the families... That you. Two families were sleeping here for one night. Right. And um, and so we had set up the room with everything that that entails based on that schedule. And then in the end, I forget why, probably some dumb reason, their schedule ended up changing. And so there was a day when this room was converted when it wasn't actually being used. Right. It was, it was converted over and it was not usable for me as a workspace, but it... Um, but I still couldn't use it because also you got to understand that like converting is like moving furniture. So like the, the cots are rolled in here The we have like a diaper changing station set up. There's the pack in place. It's, it's just a lot of moving pieces. So that, and had, had we known earlier that they were not coming for, you know, a later day, then we would have pushed off moving over the room and I would have had an extra day patterning here. Um, which with the things that I was working on at the time, 
I really, really could have used, but it was fine. Like we, it, 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 whatever you deal with it, you just figure it out. Right. Um, and I was, you know, the, I was, I think I ended up podcast ed- episode editing that day. That was what I was planning on doing anyways. Cause I was already, I was basically like, yes, this is annoying. If I had known that this was happening, I would have changed. I would have changed around my work schedule, but I was already not counting on having the room that day. And I didn't have the room that day. So what are we doing without the room? Um, and that's why it works. Yeah. And that's why it works. I think that was the day I ended up cleaning up kitty litter. Oh, really? Yeah, because, no, the next day was. I don't remember. I remember the kitty litter. I don't remember what day it was. It was, uh, it was air of second days, and this was the, it was this on was Tuesday, Monday. and this was on Monday. Okay. Yeah, I used kitty litter to stop my washing machine from leaking, and my washing machine exploded, and I ended up cleaning up a lot of kitty litter from my apartment. That's the whole story. <laughs> the um, end. <laughs> the end, and everything exciting with it. Um... Yeah, that was the that was the next day. So yeah, on Monday I was, um, I, right on Monday I just wasn't here and and it worked. It was fine. It was right because you knew it was good because when you want something to work, generally, it works. Why did you pause by generally there? Because it doesn't always work. Because right. I realized as I'm saying it, when you want something to work, it works. No, it doesn't. Not always, but in general, and certainly when you're dealing with family dynamics. We've had a lot of people, thank God, sleeping in this house at the same time. It works. Right. We just all become 10 again. Yeah, it just works because if you if you understand that everyone needs space and if you understand that, you know, the dynamics are there, you're just, if you want it to work, it will work. And if you don't, then you can have a lot of people sleeping in a mansion and they would still be driving themselves crazy. Right. I do not have a mansion. I have a lovely home. I love my house. It is not a and mansion. And you won't be seeing it. And <laughs> But it's not, you know, it, it, there is only so much room, but, and then, and then you guys stayed. Right. And then after Pesach, uh, the original plan was for Rukhli to go home Friday. And then in the end, they did not. Right. They, they stayed and then you came for lunch. So instead of a quiet Shabbos, we, I thought it would be a quiet Shabbos. Right. Right at the Yontif and it turned out not to be. Right. It was like an extension of, that was a fun Shabbos. It took me a minute to wrap my brain around it. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of scrambling on Erev Shabbos happening. And, um, but it was great. And you know what? You guys wanted to stay. When you look at it that way, nobody ran home. Nobody was dying to get out of here. Nobody was like, you know, oh my God, I can't stand it here another minute. Everyone stayed. Right. That's the atmosphere I want to have. And you can, and if, you know, if you're willing to work with each other, you make it work. So that's what we did. Yeah. And I made it, and I didn't make the chillant. Yehudu did. Yeah, I Yehudu, made the potatoes. Yehudu's the only reason anyone in this house eats. I made the potatoes. Yehudu made the chillant. That's not true. I cook. God, people think I didn't feed anyone for 20 years. <laughs> yes, he cooks. Yes, he's good at it. Yes, I have made plenty of meals. Thank you. <laughs> Says the person who literally just finished making Shabbos an hour ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There. Yes, you push the button. Yes. Apparently we've hit a nerve, yes, everybody. The button has been pushed and I just put it back into place. <laughs> but he really does cook, really. He is he's good. Well he's he good. is a chef and caterer. That's literally his yes, job. It's what yes, he does. Yes, so yes. yes. And he's he's I mean he makes me lunch every day, so that's that is true. a very nice perk of being here. I don't think if if I ever leave here, I am gonna figure out what I'm gonna do for lunch. Yes. That, that will significantly be, impact my life. Definitely will be an issue. It's yeah. not if you leave here, it's when you leave here. Right. You will. Oh, I'm saying I will eventually you, leave. You're yes. going to leave. At some point you're going to leave. And right. And then, then I'll buy beds. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll buy real beds, I guess. Would you, would you, would you, would you bed this room or bunk bed so. this room? Do you need the couple know. space? I think it's a I tricky would need thing. a couple space. 
I think I would want another couple room, and then because right. I still have the cots. Right, so you could make it both. So I can put in a couple thing, and then stick and then in a add cot the cots as needed if necessary. So I would way. probably bed it, and also I, I you I hate bunk beds. I forgot. I forgot I that you really don't like bunk beds. I can't stand bunk beds. I have one in the house now right. in your room, but that's very recent. None of us ever slept on it no, as kids. Nobody right. ever slept in a bunk. I can't stand bunk beds. Right. When I was in camp, I never ever ever took the top bunk ever. It's just so, annoying. You gotta climb up there. I can't. I would always be afraid I'd fall off in the middle of the night. No, I don't. I'm not a bunk bed person. Okay, we have unlocked one of mommy's random yes. neuroses. This is true. Yes. There's lots of them. That's one of them. <laughs> Top five random neuroses go. What? Top five random neuroses go. Top five? Yeah. I don't know if I can think of five right away. I hate bunk beds. I hate swings. Oh, oh, swings is such a big one. Oh my God. If I you ever want to drive my mother crazy, take a child, put them on a swing and swing sideways. Oh my God. <laughs> this is how we would drive her crazy. Swings kids. make me really nervous. I don't know if this is a solid three or if it's like 2.1. Tire swings also make me nuts. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That is so random. I, uh, you live in New York City. Where I are you know. coming across a tire swing? Oh, there was one in the park when I took you guys to the park all the time. Which park? The Shabbos Park. It had a tire swing. The Shabbos Park had a tire swing? Absolutely. Trust me. I do me. not remember I this. have been traumatized enough times <laughs> by it. It, has a, it absolutely has a tire swing. Um, outside sandboxes? Oh, yeah. I kind of agree with you on this one. That's, outside sandboxes are gross. They're disgusting. Yeah. There's no way anybody, any you guys were never getting near any of those. Um, I can't think of another one now. If I think of it, I'll let you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, bunk beds. I hate bunk beds. Yeah. Well, we 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 put a bunk bed in what was my childhood bedroom, so that it worked as as kids. That right. room was able to fit a bunk bed and a toddler bed. And the a toddler, toddler bed, bed was smart. Yeah, that was Rookie's idea. It was genius. Yeah, that worked out. Originally, really I wanted two bunk beds, but they didn't fit. Right, we measured it wrong. We had right. two bunk beds in this house at one point with not enough room for two bunk beds. Right. They just it, the measuring was just off. It, so Rookie's we said, were off by like six inches yeah. though. Also, so Rookie said, "Get a toddler bed. They'll always, you know, they'll always be God willing, they'll always be a toddler." And it was genius. Right, genius. Yeah, especially because like. A toddler-sized bed, you could fit, like, a six-year-old in it if you Whatever. needed to. Yeah, we've had all ages to sleep in it. Right. You know, we've had all ages sleep in it, and, and it works. Yeah, it, it does work pretty well. Yep. So there. So we there. were supposed to give people, like, a secret to how stuff works, but I think the only thing that we've said is that it just does. If you want it to work, it works. That's the secret. That's what do you mean by secret. that? If you... What do I mean by that? If you want it to work, it works. If you are willing to compromise... And you are willing to have a back and forth. And you're willing to listen when someone tells you yes or no. Then you can make it work. I have compromised. The closet door doesn't close where the fabric is. By the is. time this airs, it will. You have compromised. You didn't work the day that there were play right. pens all over the place. You compromised. I didn't. I said no to the pop-up. You didn't argue with me. Right. You didn't start a campaign of, oh, come on, it's not that bad, we can do it. I said no, and you went, okay, right. we'll do something else. Right. And the something else ended up working out very well. Also, we had we tried to do something here, we're not set up for dressing rooms. It would have been a disaster. Whatever. That's that's a different story. Right. I know you used to have that pop-up dressing room. Oh, yeah, the changing tent. You I used had, to use that for Photoshop. Right. For, for, not Photoshop. Photo shoots. Photo shoots. So, you know, we could have made it work, but I didn't want to. Right. And you didn't argue with me. Right. Once 
once and you even I remember even the conversation you said if you don't want to do this say so right so, so again that goes back to what I was saying before is that we have a pretty good feel for what each other needs and right. I kind of and I and and I think also part of it is the fact that I was like listen I'm putting this out there do what makes sense for you right and the ability to put stuff out there and not like you said if everything is always a no and and have that conversation back and forth and then decide what that's and everything like. is not always a yes and right. then and then you get resentful right well, you said yes, so... You don't really you know, have a right to be upset at that point. You know, the, you said yes, so now we're going to take it where it goes. So okay. that is my definition of if, if you want it to work, it works. Okay. Does that help? Can we talk about the address for a minute? Oh, sure. You, you were having... Okay, the way that that day worked for the opening was that I had to be there earlier. I wanted to, like, make sure that everything was set up properly and everything like that. So you... And so I drove myself. I was there right. from the afternoon. Um, and then you were in a car with Tzfioni, my husband, um, with Yehuda, my little brother, and, and your mom, right. and with, with my grandmother. And I have reports from two very reliable sources that a certain someone was having a moment. I was. It's amazing. My daughter opened up her first, her first physical space. Why would I not be having a moment? I know. Tell me about it. There's nothing to tell. This is Nachus with a capital N. This is how do you describe, how do you explain Nachus? You, there's no word for Nachus. It's it, te it tech. Okay, I'll tell you what Nachus is. In Hamilton, there is a lyric in the song Hamilton? called Hamilton. I say Nachus, and you go to Hamilton. Yes, and I'll tell you what. There's a song called Dear Theodosia. It's the one that he sings to the, to his kid. Okay. Dear Theodo Theodosia is Aaron Burr's kid. Okay. Philip is his kid. Okay. So so they each the, yeah they're each on it's start, stage. Right, they're each on stage they go on back separate and forth. sides. Exactly. They go separate sides. There's a um in the the Hamilton side of the lyric, um it goes uh, th there's a part of the thing that goes um he, he said pride is not the word I'm looking for there is so much more inside me now and I'm like nachas he means to say he means nachas, nachas. Okay. that's why you say so nachas in my head goes Hamilton but okay. yes okay so. Here's what was ha here's what was going through my head. You got to understand that I was the one who had a 21-year-old kid show up to me and say, "I want to start sewing and I want to start a business." Not I want to start sewing, I was already sewing. You were already sewing, but I want to turn this into a business. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, is she gonna be able to design anything? Is she gonna be able to sell anything? Is she gonna be, is anyone gonna want it? Is she gonna be able to get stores in the beginning you were selling to stores wholesale? Right. Are any stores going to want this? Like there was a, there was a, I was going through the pieces in my head of all the things that had to happen for this to be successful. And then you were busy checking them off one by one by one by one. You made your designs. They were good. You got them made. There was actual clothing in this house. <laughs> so much actual clothing. There was actual clothing in this house that a person could actually put on their body. Um, and there were duds too. I have them in the basement. I'm like, yeah, oh gosh. I kept the duds. You need to yeah. know where you came from. <laughs> so, yes, they were definitely duds. Um, and then it was, well, are any of the stores going to want to buy her stuff? And then you traveled all over the place, and they did. And I was like, oh my God, there's going to be actual... It's the same feeling I had. It's the same exact feeling I had the first time I walked into a store, it happened to be in Brooklyn, and saw your clothes on the rack. Do you remember when I checked out the place on Coney Island Avenue for you? Yeah, I do remember that. I was so curious what was happening and, and how things were going, and the stores all recognized me, so I couldn't so I went. walk in. So, but they don't know what my mom looks like. Right. So my mom would walk in as like a customer so I and went. count dresses on racks so that I would know how well they were selling. I would see the rack. The one thing I didn't do is I never tried anything on. 
I would just look around the store. I would look around the store and I would ask a question or two, not just about your stuff, but about other stuff too. And there were times I tried on stuff too from other people because, you know, I'm in a store, a shop. Right. Um, I never tried on your clothes because I didn't want the owner to come back to you and say, people are trying them on, but they're not buying. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I did not ever try on your clothes. But I got to see your, your, I saw your stuff in the mirror and not in the mirror, in the front window. Right. They, so they put your stuff in the front window, and then I went in, and your stuff was on the rack. And I was like, oh, my God, she did it. Oh, my God. And then I had, the, then I had another moment the first time I saw your dress at a wedding. I think you were with Bobby, no? I No. I don't know if I was with Bobby. I don't remember whose wedding it was. It, I don't remember whose wedding it was. But I remember it was in Eden Palace, and it was a teenager. Because it was the exclusive design that you did for the store in Brooklyn. Oh, for Team Boutique, which I is did. now. I wasn't um, sure I could say the store. Yeah, no, you could. I did. I did a couple of exclusive pieces for for what was at the time called Team Boutique. I believe now it's called Pink Leaf. It's right. on Sixteenth. It's on Sixteenth Avenue and Forty Fifth Street on the corner. Yes. So yes. And that's coming from a person who didn't have to dress teenage girls <laughs> at all. Sixteenth <laughs> Avenue, Forty Fifth Street. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, it was it was the um the embroidered dress, the blue one. That was a good one. No, it was the green. It was a green with the overlay. I don't I think of it as green. It was oh, a material yes. there was a material underneath and then Right, it, it had two layers. There was an embroidered yes. layer and then there was a shimmer layer in the embroidery. Embroidery sh- when you're when you're talking about commercial embroidery, it's always on a mesh, so it's sheer. So we so we took the embroidery and we layered it over a um, this like a uh, uh, this like, like a shimmer, yeah, thing. yeah. I'm forgetting the exact fabric, but yeah, we took it and we and we layered it over, and then did this really good uh, like flared dress silhouette right. with it. So that was the first time I saw your dress in public. On a pr- now, I've seen it since. Right, I've definitely seen it since. But that was the first. That was a moment. This was you opening up your first physical space. It was a moment. Yeah, it was and fun I enjoyed too. it very much, yeah. except for the shoes. <laughs> Except for we the were shoes. both in really killer shoes. I that had night. on my shoes matched the dress perfectly. They looked amazing, and by the end of the night, I could not move. <laughs> so. Yeah, there was a lot of hobbling out of that party. Hobbling? But... I was barefoot. I went did, home barefoot. Did you really? Oh, I thought you knew this. I didn't know that. No. Not only did I go home barefoot, but when we got home, Yehuda drove home. I couldn't drive. That's how much my feet hurt. <laughs> Yehuda drove home, and I was barefoot and then I got out of the car on the street and I was still barefoot and Yehuda yelled at me and he said there's glass here you can't do that there's glass here and I said back to him that it is not possible for my feet to hurt any more than they do right now I will, <laughs> I will take my chances I oh, thought you knew that I did not know that yeah that's pretty good so that was so except for the sh- and I have to say yes the dress match they match the dress perfectly um Ultimately, it was stupid because I couldn't like walk around. I wasn't. Right. Walk, I was. Well, I you've been back a couple times since. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that night, you know, right. you walk around and you see what's going on and and all of this. But I didn't really do any of that. But they right. really looked good. So they were fantastic. They were very, go. very good shoes. So there you go. And and there's a picture somewhere there. Anyone can go see. Yeah, you're in the you're in the I'm group in shop. The, the group shop. Yeah, right, I'll right, zoom right. in on the shoes for everybody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, usually this is the point when I ask people if uh, they want to, you know, if they want to reach the guest, how can they do that? But sorry, you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell Rifki. That's, I, let me know. I will pass on any and all. Yes. Um, any and all comments, questions, concerns, and, uh, and, and we'll have a good time with it. And yeah. Mommy, what does it mean to you to make an impact? See, I remembered that you were going to ask this. <laughs> 
I remembered the last two years. I forgot, and this year I remembered, and I actually have an answer. I'm very, okay, I'm very hit us. Me. Okay, what does it mean to make an impact? To me, it means taking care of my little corner of the world. Of work, I know. I know. Okay, aside from the fact that that's adorable, do you know what the tagline of the podcast is? No. <laughs> if anybody didn't believe me that she really doesn't follow. What's the tagline? It's Be Impactful is the show about the women making a difference in their own quarters of the world. No. I say it at the beginning of every episode. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Here I thought I was original. Here I thought I was. Oh, oh I had no that's idea. That's so good. Do you have any idea how long it took me to come up with this? I know. It took I me a long time to come up with it also. Oh, no, I had no idea. Oh, oh. that's very good. I okay. like it. That's a perfect way to end. Thanks for coming on, Mommy. Okay, see everyone next year. Take care. So here's your update on the closet situation. I did go and take a look at what was happening in that closet, and there was quite a bit of stuff in there. Um, But I was going through it, and I managed to clean out a lot of it. A lot of it is just fabric end pieces that I don't need anymore, and I have... um, someone who is going to uh, probably end up buying those end pieces off of me, a jobber who's going to come to the house. So I then took the boxes that were on the first floor. The boxes that we're talking about are boxes of boxes, which I know sounds confusing, but it's the shipping boxes that I pack out all your orders in. Those get shipped to me in giant boxes. So there was a whole giant pile of giant boxes um, on the first floor of my parents' house that I was able to, once I cleaned out the closet in the basement that had the fabric, I was able to move most of them into that closet. So I am happy to report that that closet does now close, which is, I think, an accomplishment. Also, the middle of the basement is now filled with all of the fabric because I'm still waiting for the guy to come and pick it up. So I would say that we're in that part of organizing where things get worse before they get better. But I did say that the closet would close by the time we air. And that is definitely true. And bonus, there's less boxes on the first floor. So that's all I'll say on that. And now I get the last word because it's my show. So thank you for listening. If you'd like to see which pieces from the collection my mom actually likes, the link to that list is in the show notes. On the last episode, I spoke with podcast host Francisca Cosman about her life growing up in Moscow and how that made her allergic to censorship. Listen to it wherever you're hearing this one. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my mom's designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 20 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rick Yitzwitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together.